0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman joined by uh, Dave Scopio, Brian Anthony Davis for another episode of the Steelers preview. Um, Yes, sometimes when we're talking before we go on the air, it's hysterical and maybe one of these days you'll be privy to this conversation. I don't know. But uh, are we live on YouTube yet, Dave? I don't see any little eyeballs yet. Uh, Yep, it just popped on my phone. Just now man there it is all right welcome welcome to all the youtube viewers that are watching live on youtube remember you can follow us on youtube i go to btsc steelers radio and subscribe to the channel it's always appreciated but guys how is everyone doing tonight dave we'll start with you
1: i'm excited to spend some time with you fellas with my steelers family and everyone in the live chat
0: what about you bad what's up absolutely
2: fantastic and uh Feeling good. I mean, I know it's Memorial Day weekend. It's probably a weird Memorial Day weekend. Jeff just found out it was Memorial I day did. I was like, really <laughs> 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 but I, you know, makes I'm, sense now. I'm feeling good and I've been celebrating all day because today is Cree Ikkis's birthday. And uh, uh-huh. I saw he just showed up in the live chat. Cree a uh you know, a great contributor to our show, and uh with all of our family there in the uh
0: in the live chat. So happy birthday to Cree. Happy birthday, indeed. And so I want to lay that lay out the uh, schematics for tonight's show. We're going to talk about Steelers stuff to start off kind of Steelers stuff, more NFL um, as a society stuff. And then uh, we're going to break down a player. But since, you know, we went backwards and I told Dave, everyone's going forward from first to last. We're going to go last to first. Um, But you did Kevin Dotson this week on the Stat Geek, right?
1: That's what it was going All forward.
0: Right, so we're skipping that one. And we're going to go to Anthony McFarland, the running back tonight. And then uh, next week we can do Kevin Dodson or whatever. So, okay. <laughs> and then after that, there is an announcement that we want to make. Uh, so stick with us and you'll get that announcement towards the end of the show, but let's get things started with, uh, you know, our production meeting was literally one text from Dave saying production meeting. And I said, football. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, so, you know what? Jeff
1: must have a plan.
0: I'll just roll with it. I, I walked upstairs into the my office and said, what, am I, what are we going to talk about? I was like, you know what? I just thought to myself, sports without fans is going to be awful. It's just going to be awful. Any sport, hockey, golf, baseball, football, tennis. I don't care what sports you're talking about. Not having fans in the seats. And that looks like it's going to be a very, very strong reality this year. Uh, is, going man, that's going to be weird. Now, I, I thought of bringing this up tonight, not because I want to get into a in-depth coronavirus COVID-19 debate. That is not it. But Dave Schofield is a season ticket holder to the Steelers. Brian Anthony Davis has been to Heinz Field more than I have. I want to get your guys' take. What do you think a, a, a regular season game at Heinz Field would be like without any fans at all? Brian, I want to start with you.
2: Well, let me start with this, you know, and I talk about this a lot. I'm a big wrestling fan. I I still watch WWE and they are still doing shows without fans. And it is really, they're trying, but it's really generic. And that fan involvement, when the music hits, and the crowd goes nuts, it's not there. They did WrestleMania that way this year and they did the best to put on a great show. And whether you like wrestling or you don't, it's kind of showed it, it it foreshadowed what we're going to see when there's nobody in the stands. Now for me, I'm it's gonna be cool to go ahead and just have football back and watch it. If we get Absolutely. hockey back, the same thing. Mm-hmm. But that excitement and the fever pitch of the crowd and the announcer at the beginning going, This crowd is going nuts, and you Pittsburgh games, what's the what's paramount all the time? Yellow towels. Just I mean, you're seeing them go crazy and that fires them up. Dave, what's the first th- – I told you what, one of my favorite things is when we went to the game together, and it's after the announcements when the players sprint out the closed end zone and just uh, wave to the fans and get them fired up. And it is it, – if you're a sports fan, it's a religious experience to watch. But when you turn it on on television, it's the same thing. You're not in the crowd, but that crowd fires you up.
0: Yeah, Dave, your season ticket holder, you've been to a lot of games. I mean, renegade playing without the, the crescendo of the fan base and the fever pitch of that. I mean, would it be worth it? Well, that's what that's. That's one of the yeah. questions. And I, let me let me preface before I go to you. You know, a lot of people like Kathy Ford said golf would be fine. You know, I, I say go back and watch the highlights of the 2019 Masters when Tiger Woods won and tell me oh. that if the crowd wasn't there, would it still be the same? Golf mm-hmm. would still be the same, just like football would still be the same. But that event is not the same. It's different. It is, I get goosebumps thinking about it because it was such a magical moment in that that one tournament. But, anyways, like I realized that football without a, a fan, fans is better than no football at all. No one is Absolutely. no one is saying that. Yes. I'm just talking about from a fans perspective being there. But also before you go, Dave, do you think this would be different to watching from a visual perspective? So look, I don't go to games often at all really always watching in my living room is it going to be weird for me even watching on tv i don't want them to pipe in noise and that's something joe buck said the fox is already talking about doing i think that's generic i I don't need that i want this is so strange dave go ahead
1: yeah well first of all yeah don't want what we're not talking about is will there or won't there be we're not talking that's not the discussion the discussion is if there isn't What's it going to be like? Brian brought up the wrestling thing, and I can just imagine, you know, Hulk Hogan coming into the ring and doing his ear listening <laughs> to nothing. To <laughs> you nothing, know, to, and, uh, I, what the Rock is cooking. Same thing. I th- I think of TJ Watt out there, you know, big defensive play, arms up, arms up, getting the crowd fired up. What are you going to do? I mean, it is going to be strange watching a game with no fans in the stands because sometimes as you're watching something, you know what's happening based on the cheers. Mm-hmm. You know, two guys go up for the ball and and you're not sure which one comes down with it. I mean, sometimes the fans don't know in the stands either, but sometimes you can just gauge that off the reaction of the crowd and things like that. It's going to be way different. It's going to be a very strange thing to deal with. But it will be a thousand, a million, a billion times better than no football at all. If it's the sacrifice we have to make in order to have football, let's do it. But it, it'll be strange. It'll be strange. Would it be as strange? What if it's what if it's only, you know, 20 or 25% capacity? What if they work out something with that? That's still going to be weird too. You'll get a little bit of something, but it just won't be the same.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. And it's it's going to be interesting. And I bring this up solely for one reason. Yesterday, it was announced that the Pittsburgh, or it might've been Tuesday. I don't even know what day of the week it is, that the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go ahead and sell individual available season tickets. And according to everyone, um, there, I didn't see anything on the Steelers website. I didn't see anything from the PR department in regards to um, their Twitter handle. I, I didn't see anything from even like someone like Brooke Pryor of ESPN in them saying that they were going to have any stipulations with that, it almost seemed like Dave. You I might know more. Go ahead. What's the answer to that? It's
1: Not through the Steelers. It's, it's through, through
0: Ticketmaster.
1: Master. Oh, those rat if bastards. You go to Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you go to Ticketmaster to get your tickets, you have to click on and 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 that you read the message explaining with any of their tickets to. NFL anything due to COVID nineteen. If games are rescheduled, you will have your ticket for the rescheduled game. If yeah. games are not played, you will have a one hundred percent refund. That is Ticketmaster. Now, fans might not realize they already sold. They already sold Steelers tickets. There was a pre-sale last Friday. Mm, I didn't know that. I actually looked at it because I had the code. It's, anyone who's part of Steelers Nation Unite should have got a code. I got the code was SNU 2020. I didn't even look. Um, but- I SMU. went in just to see because I wanted. I was honestly there's a couple games that are the high tier games that the two high tier games this year for people that are wanting price wise. This was reported um, is there is the Thanksgiving night game and the Eagles game. And I went in and I I put my high tier games for sale through through Ticket Exchange, which is Ticketmaster. I'd rather sell them to someone I know because Ticketmaster they take too much of a of a bite out of it. Yeah, but bottom line is I'm telling anyone who buys tickets for me. If there's no game, I get refunded, you get refunded and end right. of story. Um, but that there's going to be a lot less people buying tickets like that. I just went in to check my tickets and I had to enter the code. That's the only way I knew, but they should—they they don't put all the tickets out for sale in that presale. So they're, all, they're available, but that's the ticket master policy. I'm surprised they did it. I thought they might hold off because how do they handle it if they're talking about partial capacity? Which tickets do you decide are valid and which ones do you decide are not? And what happens if someone bought four tickets, but they did it in two different orders and things like that, then you're separating th- It It could get tricky. I just thought they might wait. But at the same time, you got to sell the tickets when you can sell them.
0: Uh, another part of this is... The like, for instance, I have direct TV for one reason, and that is NFL Sunday ticket. Like That is the only reason why I am a direct TV subscriber and have been because I have to watch the games because it's my job to watch the games. And that's the only way to get the games. My I wonder what the NFL is going to do if it if it is deemed unsafe to be in in a in a stadium. How are you going to get these games out to the masses without charging $400? I guess uh, maybe they just say, Well, I guess you better get direct TV, but boy, wouldn't that stink! I mean, you might have people that are trying that you would typically go to every game, and I know that most people don't, most people watch from home, I understand all that, but at the same time, when 65,000 people that are going to go to Heinz Field and they might have come from all over, I'm wondering if they're going to do any extra stipulations, whether it maybe it's YouTube. They've toyed around with that. They've toyed with Twitter. Um, Yahoo is also. These are ones that, especially when they do those um, overseas games, they have toyed around with some other platforms. I'm wondering, Hulu has live sports. We all know that. Um, maybe they would toy around with some of that. I'm curious as to how that might play a role into this situation as well. Brian, I don't know if you want to say anything about that.
2: Yeah, you know, um, just to wrap this whole thing up on my end, I just to feel like it'll be less of an event with uh without the crowd because the crowd a crowd makes an event that's what i was trying to say there but as far as everything else goes about direct tv we just gave up direct tv and we went to hulu so you just made me feel really good because if hulu has live sports and i can have my games i'm gonna go ahead and do that but the plan i told my wife all along we can give it up but come september the first of september we're getting it back for three months yeah. And if that's what I have to do to make sure that I get all the games, because, you know, we are second fiddle to not just the Ravens, but the Redskins when you live in Maryland, because a lot of yeah. people forget that that uh, officially Maryland has two NFL football teams. You don't think of it with yeah. the Redskins. Right. But huh. well, exactly. Is.
0: Now, Lance said 35 million jobless claims. I'm very much aware of the unemployment situation in the United States. He said, you can't charge extra. I'm not talking about charging extra. I'm talking about how are they going to make those games available to more people? Are they going to keep the price the same or not? And Kathy Ford says, can they get out of the exclusive deal with DirecTV? Mm -hmm. I really really doubt That's that right. AT&T is going to say, "Oh yeah, let's break our contract. This will be fine. Go ahead and sell it to Comcast. Go ahead and sell it to Xfinity." There's no way. There's no way I think that they do that because the NFL, regardless of what's going on, regardless of how much money they they raise for COVID-19 and frontline workers during the NFL draft, they care about the bottom line. This is also why Dave, you said, I wonder why they're selling tickets. Well, we all saw the Forbes report that the Steelers could lose potentially over $150 million if no fans attend the games. Now let's go to the tough question, and we're going to start with Dave. Let's say that – and a lot has changed. I I, I wish I could go back. It was pretty far back up there, but a lot of people said, you know, a lot has changed uh, with this whole situation, even in the past few months. Um, For instance, today the CDC released that it's now found that This virus doesn't live, is not really transmittable via touching things as much as we thought it was. So here's the question. Let's say they say, you know, we think that if fans want to go to games, you can go to a game. They're leaving it up to the fans. The tickets will, the tickets will be sold. They're already sold. The turnstiles will be available. If you want to go, go. If you don't, you can just stay home. That's up to you. Dave, if you have that option, are you going to a game?
1: That's a great question. I honestly have no problem going to a game. My my biggest thing is is I this is and a lot can change between now and then. Absolutely, I'm going to a different state and making a large, you know, traveling a large distance. So, I mean, it used to be if we if you know, we're close to two states right here. We other than the one we live in, and technically weren't we weren't supposed to go either way unless we worked there or else we had to you know. Quarantine for 14 days. So that made it difficult. But these things are now easing up in places. And the question is, are they going to continue to ease or are they not? So if I have the option to go, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'd take my dad to a game this year. right? I think people that, that would be more at risk, I think they should stay home. And people that say, I don't feel like there's any risk, go, but every single person understands their own individual risk if they do that. But that, you know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of debates if that's the case. Um, because they'll say, what about the people you're in contact with later? Well, that's just the way things are going to be for a long time until we figure out more what's going on. I would say, (laughs) I I would prefer to probably not go to game this year. No, I would prefer to not go to a game this year, but I'm not gonna. I'm right. not gonna have my tickets sit there that I paid for and not have yeah. someone sitting in the seats, you know.
0: So, so your answer is no. <laughs> you would not. No, go my to a-
1: answer is I would no. I would go to a game. I don't feel like I have to go to a game.
0: But you would go to a game. So if I'm giving yeah, you I'm the like- option, okay, you're gonna go. All right, mm-hmm. that's it. All right, very good. What about you, Brian? You have the option to go. You going or not? I'm already planning on trying to go to the Washington game and in- on December
2: sixth in Pittsburgh
0: very good okay one of
2: our fans has already reached out to me to offer
0: me tickets so nice awesome mm-hmm. and again it, it, i i can you know we, we don't know what it's going to be like in se- in september and we don't know what august is going to bring for training camp and things like that um but as of right now as we sit here we know what we know and and people have a different level of of comfortability with this situation and that's why you know there's people in the live chat saying nope wouldn't go and there's people that said would go in a heartbeat it's it's yeah. definitely interesting i did read a really, really good interesting article Article that wasn't about the NFL. Um, it was actually I. F- I think Brian, Jeff, are you there?
1: Actually, yes. yes
2: Jeff's frozen. Up. There he is. Okay, I, I was
1: worried it was me. That's why I didn't want to say anything. And then I saw Brian move.
2: Yeah, I thought it was me too. Hey, Jeff,
1: are you back? Are you back Not yet? Jeff? I don't think. I don't think so. Uh, you You seem back to well, us. No, you are know, back.
0: Okay, very good. I'm frozen on my screen, but you can hear me. We're good. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, all right, good. So the article I read was actually about Major League Baseball, and it was about in regards to what the situation is with them and the fans because they're in more of a they they got to think about now. You know, the NFL can wait. They don't have fans wanting to get in seats right now, and I think that everyone's assuming, and it's a logical assumption, that the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball are at least going to start without anyone there in the, in the stands. And that's logical. I get it. Here's something I didn't think about. These, these organizations are thinking about what about the people that still show up? Yeah. You know, Cause right now social distancing is key. Avoiding large crowds is key. In other words, If the Yankees, well, that's a bad, that's a bad example being in New York. Um, If the Tampa Bay Rays, because Florida is doing a good job down in Florida, if they're having a home game and they're coming off a good year, what are they going to do if a bunch of fans just show up? Now they're not going to get in, but they're there. And that's not what anyone wants. There's more layers to this than meets the eye. And it's going to be interesting to know, um, you know, it'll be interesting to know how things go, but we'll see. Good, Brian. You have something to say? No, no I, I agree. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay. So I just wanted to get your take on that, especially with you guys, because you go to games more more than I do. Dave, you're a season ticket holder and, you know, season ticket holders. My gosh. I mean, you're spending a lot of money. Yeah. You're spending well, a lot of money.
1: And they're the, well, honestly, your biggest investment as a season ticket holder is your seat license. Yeah. So you make that investment, but you have to buy the tickets every year. And if you don't buy the tickets, you lose your license it's not like you get paid back or anything for it it's just gone so yeah. a lot of times there's people people who who had one been laid off and two are high risk that didn't have either the income or the ability to even go to games if they had them because of their high risk and they were concerned and the, you know and how do you handle that what what do you do
0: so well, here's a, here's, here's another question. Here's another question for you, Dave, because you would probably know more about this than I do because it hinges on the salary cap. I read the report mm-hmm. that if no fans are in seats for anyone, which I guarantee that the NFL is going to have a uniform policy across the board. They're not going to allow fans in Kansas City and no fans in Pittsburgh, just as an example, or fans in Pittsburgh and no fans in Philly, as an example i read a report that this could impact the 2021 salary cap. Dave, did you see that? Yes. What? I don't understand because I've read on Steelers.com and a couple other sites where they were talking about how this could hurt a team like Pittsburgh, who's always bellied up to the cap. I don't get how that's uniform and that's fair. I understand how the number goes down, but how can you do that to teams that are spending up to the cap? Do you understand? Can you explain that to me or maybe to the fans as well?
1: I, that's a great question that I wish I had a better explanation with. But it's it's not it's not going to affect different teams in different ways. It's based on everything, and as my understanding is the salary cap going up is based on. It's based on the the percentage share that that the players are getting of all revenue, correct? Because that was just worked out in the in the collective bargaining agreement? I mean, I don't know for sure. This is just kind of what my understanding was, which right. could be off. Yeah. So someone could, could help me out with this. So if you're talking about the percent, the, the players are getting a 48 point, you know, right now I think it's 48, That it could go to 48.5% share of the revenue. That helps to determine our, the salary cap and the, everything else. And if the revenue's down, then everything kind
0: of drops, I understand. So- yeah. Brian, do you, you want to chime in here? Or yeah, you, you, you know? wrote
2: an article. You uh, you put something up on the site the other day that the Steelers Who? could lose Jeff, oh, could lose yeah. more than 150 million. Sure. Uh, I know the uh the article says 156, but if there are no fans in the stands, so right. that is probably that's probably what they're looking at because the owners are going to want some kind of relief with uh, for paying their players, and so it, it could definitely go down. That could be a possibility. I don't know the nuts and bolts of it,
0: but this is just what's rolling around in my 10-cent head. I guess my question is, is not I get that the revenue would be down. That's that's a natural thing when you're losing when one organization could lose 150 plus million dollars, that's serious. Um, but I guess I don't understand from a football standpoint how they could a team like Pittsburgh would get punished because of that out of no fault of their own at that, you know, no one prevent, no one, the Steelers didn't, didn't cause this pandemic. We're all dealing with it, including all sports teams and organizations. I just don't like the sound of the fact that, okay, we're not going to have fans. I get it. Understand it. Understand the logic behind it. And because of that, if you were, if you spent up to the cap in 2020, good luck in 2021. That's what I don't understand. And I don't know if anyone has that answer. You know what I mean? So real quick,
2: Jeff, um, I'm not sure about that last statement you made because if he has James Harrison, he might allege that the Steelers did start COVID-19. It
0: was in the envelope.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You never know with Debo.
1: Okay,
0: all right.
2: Sorry, I I had to interrupt.
0: I I just killed the thread but I had to. <laughs> You're good at that, both in text message and on the, on the show. <laughs> All right. So let's switch gears and let's get to the previews part of the show. And that is where we talk about one specific player. Now we tend to go backwards because everyone else is going from first round pick to the last seventh round pick. That's uh, Brian's son, Carlos. Um, we're going to be going opposite, but Dave on the Steelers stack geek with big bro, rich. They talked about Kevin Dotson on Tuesday. We're not talking about Kevin Dotson this week. We're going to piggyback him and go to the other fourth round That'd be a tough piggyback. He's a big guy. Um, We're going to go to Anthony McFarlane, the running back out of Maryland. And by the way, let me just say that if you love film room breakdowns, our Jeffrey Benedict, who was on the show with Deputy Dave, um, I think it was like a month ago, maybe. He did a really good three-part series on how Anthony McFarlane, what he brings to the table um, some real good highlights, but not just highlights. It was, it was the good, bad, and the ugly, really good series. Go check that out on behind the steel curtain. If you can't find it, scroll down the page. There is a tab that says Steelers film room, click on that and you'll get all of them right there as well, as well as all of our other film room articles. So check that out. But guys, when they drafted him, I think we all had mixed emotions. We weren't sure about the pick because we wanted a running back maybe earlier. It was still, players notable players on the board at the time but let me ask you this question to get this thing started off right and that is how do you see Anthony McFarlane fitting in to the Steelers offensive system as a rookie or do you even see him fitting in as a rookie Dave we'll start with you
1: I don't see him fitting in a lot as a rookie I don't see him getting a ton of carries just because they don't give rookie running backs a ton of carries. I mean, in, in the Kevin Colbert era back to 2000 uh, with Benny Snell getting 108 carries as a rookie, that was the second most to anybody. The only one that got more was Le'Veon Bell just in the number of carries. So the number of opportunities, the next most to, to Snell was 56 they generally don't give more than 50 carries um, to a rookie running back. They just don't. So I don't see him getting like, like expecting him to come in and be a guy that's going to, you know, get 15 carries a game. I just don't see that as being realistic just by the way they do it. If they, if he does it's because of other circumstances going on and, or and, or he is just, completely played so well that they can't keep him off the field it's true what, about
0: you, Brian? what do you do we think
2: here's the thing mike tomlin came out last week on uh steeler nation radio not steeler nation radio but steeler fan nation and steeler nation unite <laughs> i was actually on the call there you got I, it <laughs> you yeah i was on it. the call i got a 412 number i'm like hey mike tomlin's calling me and i was all excited so i listened to it and i didn't hear all of it um because there was an 80s countdown and I had to go back to that but really he, here's the deal with Mike Tomlin hes adamant that they're not going to have a running back by committee and he is and I mentioned this in my next article that's coming out uh, there's going to be a, a part of it on this it's the fact that Mike Tomlin likes to run the wheels off of running backs and one of the things that he does, is it kind of foreshadows the fact that this is the last year for James Connor. And it's one of those things, run the wheels off him. If he gets hurt, we're probably not having him back next year. That's what it seems like to me. And you know, I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy. I, I'm usually, I, I never criticize, but this is the one thing that drives me crazy. And it's the fact that, you know, you have this formula where you're like, run this guy, run this guy. We saw what happened with Willie Parker in 2007. Um, it kind of damaged his career um, when, when he was having a great, he was having an amazing year that year and then broke his leg in the Rams game right before Christmas. Um, you can actually, you saw what happened with Le'Veon Bell. You also saw what happened with Le'Veon Bell when they knew Le'Veon Bell wasn't coming back. So it kind of seems to me that they're like, okay, we're going to get all we can out of James Conner, and whatever happened, whatever whatever happens, happens. And that's how it feels to me. Anthony McFarland has a place if they'll let him. Who is the real Anthony McFarland? We're hearing different things. We're hearing that this guy is going to be a game changer. We're hearing this guy's going to be Dree Archer. So we just don't know who he's going to be, but the big thing for me is the fact that he needs a platform and he needs a chance to get in there one to spell a guy like James Conner, and two to show what he can do, be a change of pace for the offense, keep the defense on their heels and see what you can do with more than one guy. Cause we're seeing what's happening with some teams that spread it around. And that's a good change of pace. I'm not sure why the Steelers only do that when it's necessity.
0: You're right. Before I get to my comment, Kevin Johnston, he put $9 and 99 cents in the tip jar. He says, hi guys. Glad I'm having a chance to join you live. Unfortunately, my job can get in the way. Those stupid jobs happen to do that sometimes. Um, Keep up the good work. We appreciate the tip, Kevin. Thank you very much. Um, The one thing I don't want to see happen with this guy is the same thing that happened to Dre Archer. It happened to Chris Rainey. And I'm talking about two running backs that are smaller in stature Maybe similar builds, not so much Rainey was more slight. I thought like Dre Archer was, he was small guy. Every time they put him on the field, it was like a red flag went up. Oh, here we go. Here comes trickeration. Here comes, they're going to try to feed the ball to him. They they can't do that with, with any player, but they can't do it at a running back position. When, like you said, Brian, Mike Tomlin loves to run the wheels off of guys. So when James Conner's in there and James Conner, James Conner, James Conner, okay, James Conner needs a spell, Benny Snell. James Conner, James Conner up. Here we go, McFarland. What's going on now? The Steelers got going to be creative. And this is the question that any offensive time, anytime you talk about the Steelers' offense, it should always lead back to, in my opinion, Randy Land and Matt Canada and what Matt Canada's influence is going to be on the offense if he has one at all. And they can utilize his skill set. If they can do it in a normal set, but again, can he protect Ben Roethlisberger and pass protection? How is he catching the ball out of the backfield? You know, I mean, th- this is not the University of Maryland now. You know, you're in the National Football League, the competition is tremendous. So, are, are you sure?
2: <laughs>
0: Derwin Gray, Antoine Brooks Jr. Yeah, no, <laughs> I know. They've got, a, they've got a lot of turbs, and they drafted Sean. Hey, Davis
1: Sean Davis moved on though. So we can't count him.
0: He did. I know he's on the team,
1: Um,
0: (laughs) but still. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize him. Let me go with this over under yards, total yards for Anthony McFarland as a rookie. Total yards. 250. Brian, we'll start with you under under. Okay. Dave.
1: Well, since you're saying total yards now. That includes receiving. I'm assuming you're, but you're not counting return yards, are you?
0: No, no, I am not.
1: Because, because he, he could is be be a kick returner. the return guy. So that's easy over. I'm still going to take the over because I think he could get, you know, close to, I mean, 200 yards rushing and then he might, and then maybe 100 yards receiving. Um, I think. Are not even, wouldn't even need 100 yards. You know, he could do 175 rushing and 75 receiving, and boom, he's got it. I could see that. Um, the big question is, will he get the opportunity? This is the same questions we were asked a year ago about Benny Snell. Will, how many carries will he get a game and things like that? Yeah. Um, the big question with McFarland, when it comes to like with Snell, we were like, oh, is he going to take away touchdowns from other people? I don't know that McFarland's going to do that. I I don't know that he's going to get like, many red zone snaps or anything like that. I don't know that he's going to be that guy. So I don't know that we're going to see touchdowns from him unless they're long runs. So, but I mean, just think about what if he, I mean, if he busts one 40 yard run and you know, all season, that's going to really add to that 250 yards on the year. So I'm going to say over.
0: Right. But again, you always go back to, will he even get the chance? Like if James Conner stays healthy, it's under. It's under big time. I don't think, mm-hmm. it, unless they have him as a gimmick guy, I, I just don't. And you throw in how are they going to utilize Jalen Samuels, assuming he makes the team. This running back, uh, this running back issue that they have, and it's not an issue. It is, it is, but it isn't in terms of depth. It's going to be a tough one to to. Well, it's actually going to be exciting in training camp to see how they how they play and how they do in the preseason. Um, Brian, any final thoughts? I on, oh, go ahead, Dave. I, I need to answer a question
1: because this sure. was back. Uh, Ron Reed asked which rookie running back had the 56 carries that I mentioned. Well, the rookie running back that had 56 carries was actually Jalen Samuels because he started three games, including that mm. 140, well, 142 yards England. I think he had against the Patriots. Yep. Yeah, so he ended up with 56 carries in the season. There was another rookie that had 56 carries. Wasn't a running back. It was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> had 56 carries, because remember, Neil Downs count, Yeah, He had yeah. 56 carries as a rookie. He had 144 rushing yards as a rookie, which is the exact same number that James Conner had as a rookie. Ben Roethlisberger and James Conner had the exact same rushing yards as a rookie, which is a nice little... In, in, That's funny. I didn't know that. Okay, st- but st- I st- wanted geek. to throw out...
2: <laughs> st- yeah, st- I just want to say something <laughs> to you. I've got one for you okay. to look up. 2000, okay. Excuse me, nineteen ninety three. Leroy Thompson was a rookie and started mm-hmm. a lot of that season because of uh, um, problems with uh, Barry Foster's ankle or whatever was going on with him. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he had seven hundred fifty six some yards as a rookie, so he probably had a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I would probably think he had more than Ben. Well,
1: now this was this was since two thousand. This was all. Oh. I said this earlier. This was this was in the Colbert era, uh, era because you just can't go back to everything too much. Um, you gone back to nineteen thirty three the... before Dave. It, it was a it whole had... page of people already <laughs> just doing the Colbert era. That's well, what, what about there.
0: What about Dick Shiner? Yeah. What about How Dick Shiner? Carries? What was <laughs> what, what was the other one? What was what you said to us? Um, Buzz go Nutter. Here. What Buzz about Netter. Buzz Nutter?
2: <laughs> I knew Jeff would love Buzz Nutter. He's better than
1: Dick Shiner.
0: No way, Buzz Nutter is not better than Dick Shiner. Dick, Dick Shiner. Shiner is the
2: second best number seventeen in Pittsburgh Steeler history, though.
1: Brian, you, I'm telling you, you need you need an article of <laughs> of top ten Steeler players'
2: names.
0: <laughs> names to ever inappropriate. I don't think.
1: That- I don't think
2: Buzz Nutter is that. No, you could say you
0: could you could do funny because mm-hmm. did you know who the first ever draft pick of the Steelers was? It was William, William Shakespeare. Shakespeare? William Shakespeare? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who didn't? I don't even think he. I don't even think he played. I think he ended up going off to wars. I don't
2: know. But your your you're, uh, your boy Dick Shiner is now in the Urban Dictionary. He's famous. He sent me show. that. He sent me that. It's in a
1: cop, It's on a coffee <laughs> oh, cup. I was like,
0: That's "I'll weird. expect that." I will expect that for Christmas this year. Dick Shiner <laughs> Guys, uh, coffee mug. <laughs> you'll get it.
1: <laughs> one, one, one thing to bring back the McFarland thing before we finish. Oh,
0: <laughs> we're talking about Anthony McFarland. Oh, yeah, sorry. I
1: tried <laughs> yeah. to kill that thread. Well, I, no, I was afraid you were going to go on. I wasn't going to get to say this one thing. Come on, we could well, trust me. We could bring it back to Dick Shiner anytime we want to. But remember that McFarland, <laughs> a lot of people has compared him to Kareth White. Kareth White in six games last year had 122 yards. Mm-hmm. So if you think if he would have played the whole season, with <clears throat> the well, the reason he got so many yards was because of the unavailability unavail- of, of, the, of the other running backs. So that makes it really difficult to see. But I'm just saying that if you could take someone like that that only played six games with the Steelers and had 122 yards – even someone like McFarland, if he plays every
0: game could double that. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Um, do we have trivia tonight? Dave, you I have, have a really, question?
1: I, my trivia question is like Brian Anthony Davis at 2am. It is very quick and easy. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, uh, Brian, do you have one? Yeah. All right. Go ahead there. Deputy Dave.
1: Okay. My trivia question is very simple. We're talking running backs. What is the middle name of James Conner?
0: This is right up Brian's alley. He always knows the name stuff. And no, I can I'm not give looking, you a looking it hint.
1: Up. I can give you a hint if Brian's not looking it up.
2: Uh, no, I'm looking up my trivia question, but um, okay. I do not know. My,
1: my, my hint is he has the same middle name as another famous James. Brown, Vanderbeek, probably, (laughs) probably, probably the most famous James that goes by three names.
0: (laughs) I don't know Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. (laughs) Oh my gosh!
1: (laughs) (sighs) We got it from Steelers Pittsburgh and from Ali. And yeah. Donald Nolan, his middle name is Earl. Earl. Earl.
2: My name Earl. is James
1: Earl Connor. James Earl Connor. It's James funny Earl Connor. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, in case Jeff doesn't realize, it's because of James Earl Jones, who is the who was the voice of yeah. Darth Vader. Um, that's why. But it's funny. My, my my wife even went further when I asked her this question, just <laughs> out of fun. Um, what's that? Somebody put that. That's what my wife said. My wife said Tiberius. Oh, somebody just put it on the screen.
0: Anyone yeah, know, you know who, t- Well,
1: you know Tiberius? Anyone, yeah. anyone,
0: anyone know? I'm gonna put that on there. Anyone know who that guy is? The the his little avatar Dude. there? I do. That's that's from uh punch out, right? That's it, from Punch Out. What's his name? Yeah, it's Punch Out. I know oh, what's oh, his oh, name. Oh,
1: let's see, It's not Gabby J. That was the no. uh he was the French guy, the old guy that you knocked out in eight seconds. That was um, the blast draw. Okay, see, I didn't have a Nintendo, I had to go to a friend's <laughs> house and play it. No, but knows. Tiberius, you know what that's from, Brian?
0: No, James Tiberius. There it is, Ron got it. Soda Popinski, that was Soda Popinski. <laughs>
1: Soda Popinski.
0: Soda Popinski. <laughs> he wasn't James my favorite.
1: Tiberius Kirk.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, very yep. good. That was a good March trivia
1: storm oh. right out there.
2: All right, Brian, what's your trivia tonight? All right. So I actually have two, and they're quick and easy. First of all, <laughs> what number for the Steelers did Buzz
0: Nutter wear? <laughs> you text that to me. I should
1: have that. You text that what to What
0: number us. did Buzz Nutter wear? Yes. What position did he play? He was a center slash linebacker. Okay. And he is from the state of West Virginia, Somersville. Really? Yep. That's interesting. I'm not from some. Shot ago. in the um, dark. Go ahead. 42. No. 56. Just throwing
1: it out there.
0: You're close, Potsy. Are you Are you telling me that it's Potsy? Yeah, he's 51? Just, yeah. 51. There you go. All right. What's the second one?
2: All right. We talk about this fella a lot. Dan McCullers. And Dave, oh, I might have told you this the other day, so you might be excluded from this if I did tell you this one. What is Dan McCullers' full name? I'm not talking middle name. You don't have to throw a middle name in there. What is his
0: last name? Uh, What's his last name? McCullers? What is Dan McCullers' last the, name?
1: Yeah, it's like asking you what's Dikembe Mutombo's full name.
0: <laughs> Dan McCullers? <laughs> Kathy said the answer is shade. Last name, <laughs> tree. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And it's not Daniel Christian Scotland Williams and <laughs> Yes. He, don't know it, right? He's best. a hyphen.
0: He has yeah. a hyphen. Really?
1: I didn't know this.
0: Ray I is
2: correct. God. Ray is his middle name. It's Daniel Ray McCullers hyphen Sanders. Huh? So he's now the colonel. Oh, yep.
1: Scott had it in there.
2: Yeah, so there you go. I just found that out the other day when I was doing some research for an article that I've yet to run. Um, but Daniel Ray McCullers hyphen Sanders. There you go. There you
0: go. But it's not on his jersey. No. Yeah, it just has McCullers on there.
2: So Sanders is his father's name, and he uh so he was going by his with his mother's last name and he decided to hyphen it.
0: Yeah, definitely will not
2: even even on Mark Davison says one fit on the jersey. Even Daniel McCullers, as big as that jersey is, that's not fitting.
0: (laughs) McCullers Sanders. That's almost as long as my Twitter handle. Yeah. (laughs) It's not that long. That's what she said. Okay. Um my (laughs) trivia. My trivia question is. Does anyone want to take a stab at the winning percentage of the Steelers in terms of their overall regular season record? Five forty-two franchise. Franchise. So from the what well, i let's go from since the NFL merger in nineteen seventy. So oh. that's right. Oh, that's, that's what I looked up. A lot higher. Um,
2: okay, I would have said all time five forty-two. So I'm going to say have- six
0: twenty-five. Ooh, really close. I was
1: going to say I was going to
0: say um 642. It's actually 635. 635. This is right right. rolls, Dave. I win. Right, Right. but then say that beforehand. Second part, what about including the playoffs? That was just regular season. Ooh. So
2: what are they they like 39 and 21 in the playoffs? Something like that. Mm
0: Can't tell you that. Okay.
1: Let's go 642.
0: (laughs) Brian? That's what my last gift was 643. It's actually the exact same 635. It's 635 for both regular season and when you include the playoff game since the 1970 merger. I saw those two numbers, like, well, that's pretty crazy. That is the exact same. So there you go. There you go. All right. uh, Real quick to end the show here. Uh, might not be real quick, I guess. Uh, want to uh, announce making a quick announcement for those that are viewing and watching live or listening on audio platform, and that is that um, I'm going to be leaving behind the steel curtain uh, dot com. and um, I decided, well, I didn't decide. I get I'm not leaving angry. I'm not some uh, angry, pissed off employee., uh, the team that we have set up here is tremendous, but I got an opportunity to work with. Dayan Kovacevic at DK Pittsburgh Sports and be a part of his Steelers team and to be a content manager for him, um, and so I am. Uh, I'm taking that position uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, it seems to be what's best for my family. Uh, it's also uh, a step in the right direction for me in regards to leaving the blogosphere and going to a uh, affiliate like an actual accredited website. So, will you see me at? Training camp, maybe uh behind the ropes. It's a possibility. If I go up there, I could get I could get the access necessary. Uh, would you ever see me at a game in a press box? Yeah, that's a possibility now too. Um, I really, really um wanna thank these two guys who came on board, especially Dave, because I coerced him into joining the site at a softball game or before my softball game. Uh what was it in 2018, Dave? Then that happened. Yes. Yeah. 2018. 2018, and
1: Brian, my God, me. I was basically
0: begging <laughs> him to let
1: me publish something of mine, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but the uh, Brian, I mean, my goodness, his his daughter and my son have gone to school together. They're the same grade, and, and they're, they're heading buddies. off to they're heading off to middle school next year. And uh, I. Saw him. We were always I, I wear Pittsburgh stuff. Like I'm wearing a pirate shirt right now. Um 99% of my wardrobe is something Pittsburgh. He came up, started talking. I was like, Oh yeah, I've run a website. Why don't you come on and write? And then I turned him into a podcaster. And things have really grown a lot uh, since I took over the site. I have been the editor over um over five, I guess it's over five years, almost six seasons now. And um, you know, you just get the feeling that you kind of you tapped out. And I'm still going to be on the show Sunday. Uh, the, I'm going to finish out the month. Uh, next Thursday will be my last show. I wanted it to be with these guys here, and I'll do my show on Wednesday with Lance. The standard is the standard. It wasn't an easy decision. I want everyone to know that. Even though that it's a good opportunity, it was not an easy decision. Even these people that are right now, you know, like saying, no, no, don't do it in the live chat. I really appreciate everyone. Um, we've grown this channel to almost 6,000 people. Um <laughs> Brianna says, please take Lance with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lance. in oh, the live chat. Don't no, no, do no. <laughs> there's, you know, someone said, you know, um, where could you find me? If if you still want to follow my work, uh, not necessarily podcasting yet. Um, it's something I want to bring up today on about potentially opening, they don't really do podcasts there, uh, but that might be down the road. But if you want to follow me, my Instagram handles there on underneath my little image picture there. You can follow me on my personal Twitter, which is at BNG Blitz. And you can go and follow my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. If you know Dale Lolly from Steelers Nation Radio, I'll be working with him. He's the main beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports. I am not naive enough. To think that anyone that's listening to this only goes to one website for their Steelers news, and I know that we have readers that go to Steelers Depot and they come to Behind the Steel Curtain and they check out our YouTube channel and they go other places. Make DKPittsburghSports.com one of your stops. I, I don't think you'll regret it. In plus, they're turning it to um, they're turning it from a premium site to a pay plus. A pay plus site is what they call it now like espn as espn plus that's what they're going to um kevin asked am i leaving my teaching job no um i'm still gonna be able to do both uh that's one of the benefits and it should actually give me a little bit more free time with my family which is uh important but lances is it free the app is free the vast majority of the content will be free. The premium stuff like Chris Carter, he used to be a BTSE guy. Um, his breakdowns will be premium. Dale's insider dives will be premium. So, but most of it, like all my writing, it'll be free. So if you want to stay tuned to that, you can add that along your long list. But guys, I, I'm, I'll sell, sell this to Lance again on Sunday and Wednesday. Trust me, we'll be able to have good on memory lane more than once here. Um, but at the same time, I want to also say that Mr. Deputy Dave's gonna have to change his name because he's now gonna be he's being promoted. So there you go. Yeah. Dave is the. I neighbor, had to put it so. as the
1: name one last time. So.
0: <laughs> we well, you switch it next week, I guess, if you want. Yeah. We'll just we'll, yeah. you'll just be double D now.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, I, I had to give you a chance to
0: call me that. Uh, <laughs> let's hear. Pete. Someone asked me to put. And the there we go i'll put there dk dk pittsburgh sports.com dk stands for dan kovacevic was the creator of the website and he's been writing about pittsburgh sports his entire life so um and brian guys i, I don't want to end on like a sour note or you know down in the dumps but honestly you guys are uh you guys are awesome you guys are really awesome and i i'm gonna miss doing these podcasts with you guys hey maybe you'll invite me back one time or two i'll Absolutely. still be here literally. one time <laughs> no, I mean about? this
2: is not the last you see of Jeff on here. We're we're gonna make it happen. Uh, if I could just jump in real quick, I know this is not next week, but if I could say something now, oh,
1: actually, and- I want to say something first. Oh boy, that. Oh no, <laughs> although although I'm going to be stepping up as editor of the website. Yep, Brian is going to be stepping up at, and will be managing the podcasts. So we're kind of splitting up the responsibility of that part of it a little bit. So by saying that now I want Brian to say what he's going to say.
2: Okay. It had nothing to do with that, but thank you. Um, Okay. (laughs) We, we are not going away. Um, So somebody asked, um, I I believe I'm not sure who asked. was it Reggie or, um, but somebody asked, does that mean the shows are over? No, we're going to continue to be back here. Um, Hopefully Jeff will be back um, as a guest and uh, we could talk about uh, his new gig and beg for tickets and beg for access. <laughs> but no, but seriously, one thing that I talk about all the time here, and first of all, Jeff and I met today, we've, I've known about this since the beginning of the week, but Jeff and I talked today to talk about something and he scolded me and said, no crying. And I'm trying my best because I'm an emotional person. But when I talk about BTSC and I talk about it on almost every show, how we can't do this show without all you in here we're a family jeff is the patriarch of our family and and i owe a lot to him and i and dave and i were talking and the thing about this when he first said it to me it wasn't a punch in the gut it was like awesome because i was so happy for him cuz i feel like he's my family i feel like dave's my family i feel like everybody out there is our family but we've grown tight over the last 5 years And it's really special to see him get this opportunity. So I am thrilled to death. And, and I'm going to miss the heck out of you because when we laugh about a guy like not many people would let me talk about a guy like Dick Shiner, (laughs) not a lot of people would (laughs) let me talk about 2am stories. I would have been kicked out of a lot of places for just having my personality. And, and Jeff and I have never had an argument in five years. And, Nope. I, I love you, man. And I, I really do. And I am so thrilled for you. I'm glad that we live two streets apart and I'm going to see you. So I yeah. feel blessed that I get to do that. But, you know, when we, th- it's not going to be the same, but we're going to carry the spirit. And that's all I can say.
0: I appreciate that for sure. And uh Dave, Dave's going to do a great job. Um, Absolutely. The, most people don't know. I- I used to do both the editor side and the producer side of the podcast. So he's splitting it up. It's better for everyone. They're all going to do a great job. Do not leave the channel. Um91 Shield, <laughs> Shield plus $2 in the tip jar and says, Oh, okay, now I'm crying. Congratulations, Jeff. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate all the congratulations. And again, um, this is wasn't an easy decision. Um, how are the shows gonna is is there gonna be are there gonna be new faces on the channel? Yeah, probably. Are the shows gonna change a little bit? Possibly. Um am I taking your microphone? I bought my microphone. microphone, Kathy. This is my microphone. I'm not giving my microphone. <laughs> but but no, I called uh, Tony tonight and
2: told him he's getting one, he's thrilled. Yes. I'll, I, yeah, <laughs> I'll send can't it to
1: him. Get that. That you can't let it rust up or anything, Jeff. You're no. going to have to use it every once in a while. So you've got to come back to us some. You've got to do some fill in spots. Uh, I mean, we really we like the guys we and appreciate the guys at DK Pittsburgh Sports. So we're hoping that you know we've had a good relationship with them um, over the years. When I say we, it wasn't even me because I'm not one of the guys that's been here nearly as long as you two. But I'm going to say Jeff kind of made me mad when he told me about this. He kind of made me mad because for the last, I guess it would be eight months. Jeff Hartman is the only other person in my life. I've communicated with every day, other than those people living in my house. (laughs) There's not been one day that has gone by that I have not communicated with Jeff Hartman. So it's like, Dang, I'm just gonna lose that out of nowhere. I'm like, come on. But no, we're we're really happy for Jeff. I did not want Jeff's job. Um trust me, I would much rather have Jeff stay here with us, but I am glad that Jeff is doing it. It's an amazing opportunity, there's no way Jeff should turn it out.
0: So. Oh, Isaac just chimed in. Oh my gosh. What a what a horrible time to just join the show. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isaac oh joins five dollars. He says, "What did I miss?" Jeff is leaving. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm moving on to uh, I'm moving on to another dkpittsburghsports.com. I will be writing up um, an official like announcement, kind of farewell article for the website tomorrow. So if you want to go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and check that out, um, you can do so. But again, I will still be on the show Sunday with Lance. I'll be on next Wednesday. The standard is the standard. I will be back here next Thursday for my farewell. And I hope you all know, and I said this, to these guys, before we going on the air next Thursday, if you're expecting hardcore Steelers talk, I don't know, tune into the very beginning because it's, uh, it's not, it's not going to be long. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> no. a show of debauchery. Probably I'm going out with a bang. So there you go. Um, but thanks everyone in the live chat for the, uh, congratulatory messages and, um, it's going to be good. Trust me. It's going to be good. Um, it, nothing's going to change. The quality is going to be the same. And, uh, you, you won't even miss me by the time the season rolls around, I'll be like who is this Jeff guy? And then I'll show up and in the like, Oh, I remember him that annoying guy. So there you go. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Everyone, uh, that is in the live chat. Thank you for watching with us live. Isaac, really sorry to break that to you at the end of the show. That's tough. Um, <laughs> we'll see you next week for another episode of the Steelers preview. Stay safe, everyone, and, uh, be kind to each other. Take it easy.